Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Christian Podcast. We want to welcome you to our first ever podcast where we look at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about what is currently happening across the United States with coronavirus. I'm currently in Salina, Kansas, but I have a friend with us today. We grew up together and have stayed best friends ever since. We are lovers of knowledge and just love to talk about things. With all that being said, John, we just want to welcome you to the show. Nathaniel, thank you truly so much. This is a this is a very cool thing, and it's an honor to be part of the podcast. I look forward to uh, to everything. Man, well, thank you, thank you for coming. Um, let's get straight into this. Uh, we've seen uh, just this increase <clears throat> in panic buying, or what some are calling hoarding. So, I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff here where people have been stockpiling toilet paper and paper mm. products of all shapes and sizes. I even seen one lady, um, she, she had like 10, like one of those gallons of like 10 gallons of milk. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like what, what do you do with that? You know? So I just wanted to know <laughs> that's a lot what's of cereal. going on or that that's, that's <laughs> for a lot of cereal. So what, what exactly is going on in Pennsylvania? <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, a lot of the same. Um, I was just watching the local news earlier, about 20 minutes ago, and uh, the Secretary of Agriculture was, uh, was speaking, and he was saying um, on the news, he was asking people to not go and panic buy, and he was talking mm-hmm. about um, like the phenomena of uh, – hoarding food that's happening right now people are going into the store and they're buying an entire meat counter just for themselves mm. you know they're walking out of the store with uh, say 100 pounds of hamburger um yeah. or or somebody goes in uh, trying to figure out if this was how local this was but um i heard about a lady who went into a dollar general store and bought all the toilet paper out of that store <laughs> all of it all of it Wow. And, uh, you know, just, just think of that. Like, that lady has enough toilet paper probably for 10 years, but does she need it? Heck no, man. You yeah. know, like, like it, it, there's just a, there's a level to it, you know. And, uh, of course. Being prepared is one thing, but you, you don't need to, you know, you don't need an 11, 12-year supply of paper towels and whatnot. Oh, of course. There's, there's definitely, you know, uh, a way to, <laughs> to go about being prepared. Man, I literally watched a video the other day of this. She was this lady. She got wrecked in the face over a large packet of toilet paper. Like literally, literally decked in the face because she she got a packet of toilet paper. And the lady who hit her had the audacity then to ask her if she could have one of her packs. Oh. And I was just thinking, this is this is nuts. This is absolutely insane what's going on. You know, we're, we're literally seeing um, all of these people <clears throat> going out and just, it, it's insane. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, I, I claim to be no expert at this at all about this topic, about what we're, what we're dealing with. But I just want to like share like my personal observation. Like this is literally what's going on. I, I remember in <laughs> In PA, whenever there would be a, a snowstorm, oh yeah, uh, it, would, it would always be milk. I never yeah. understood that. Like, what are you gonna make with just bread and milk? <laughs> you know, like I, I don't like that's not even a recipe. It's just bread and milk. I never yeah. understood it. 
but still like it, it always flew off the shelves. We would always have to go to Walmart or the local grocery store just to stock up before everybody, um, you know, would take it off the shelves, but never once have I ever seen, um, toilet paper just fly off the shelves like this man i'm <laughs> it's I, it's really intriguing i never would have guessed it my entire life what i yeah think, what i think happened as someone who studies psychology i think this is what happened i mm-hmm. think i think uh some guy just thought oh you know what everyone's getting sick i'm gonna get some toilet paper and then yeah, everyone and, I, and, and then everyone then then another guy saw it he's like you know that's it you know, and, <laughs> I think uh, so too. I think that one person started the trend. One news network reported, "You better hurry quick," and then everybody kind of went to the store and listened. But um, I hate to cut this off, but this concludes our first part. The second part that I want to talk about is uh, actually from a place in North Carolina where uh, we see uh, something really unusual happen. So uh, stay tuned for part two. Hey, everyone. We just want to welcome you to part two um, of this podcast. So I want to read this article that that I found. And man, this is really interesting. So here's what this article says. It says, deputies with the Guilford County Sheriff's Office discovered 18,000 pounds of toilet paper in a stolen tractor trailer truck during a traffic stop Wednesday. Sheriff Danny Rogers... (laughs) said deputies initiated a traffic investigation involving the 18-wheeler along Interstate 40 and White Set after a motor vehicle law violation. Investigators said they followed the vehicle to a warehouse slash dock facility a short distance off of the interstate and encountered the driver. Deputies determined the 50-foot Hyundai dry van trailer was reported stolen locally and was being utilized to transport nearly 18,000 pounds of commercial bathroom paper products. Deputies said the investigation is ongoing and no arrests have been made. As the coronavirus outbreak spreads in North Carolina and the United States, toilet paper has become the ultimate symbol of panic buying in grocery stores and supermarkets. Georgia Pacific, the maker of Angel Soft and Quilted Northern Toilet Paper, said that last week some orders from retailers nearly doubled. The company managed to ship out 20% more than its normal capacity, and the American Forest and Paper Association, an industry group representing paper product makers, noted the industry is working hard to respond to the sudden spike in demand. So, man, what are your thoughts? <laughs> man. First thing that comes to my mind. Oh, man. First thing that comes to my mind is Sheriff Taylor must have gave Barney his bullet that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I cannot imagine those police officers go into that scene and just see some crow. Like opening up the hatch and just looking, <clears throat> being like, "Uh, like what, like what do you guys got in there? Oh, just some some toilets, just some good old toilets." <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Like this is literally happening. 
Man, that, that man, that that oh driver must have been like, "Yeah, buddy, I got, I got the best. <laughs> Dude, they so they took it. They literally took it to a dock. <clears throat> like they were, my, for me reading that, it sounds like they were planning on, on flipping it and selling it. Man, it's like house flippers out. Yeah, here, like the paper. like the price gouging or something like a thousand bucks oh on Amazon God. for a roll of toilet paper. It's nuts. It's crazy to see what's going on. It's happening. I mean, this is just one place in North Carolina, you know, and <clears throat> just think about what's happening. I mean, in Kansas, in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, all these places are literally all these toilet paper, you know, it, it's flying off of the shelf. Like everything is happening. Like people are 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 being, you know, the, I don't know, like people are getting attacked for having toilet paper. People mm. are stealing things. Like this, this is just, this is reminding me of a story in the Old Testament with Moses. And um, this concludes our second part. I know that um, it seems a little short, but we only have a couple minutes per, uh, per recording. So this, this is part two, but with part three, we're going to be talking about Moses and uh, kind of what happened when the people started to, to hoard and to kind of panic uh, hoard these things out of panic. So uh, this concludes our second part. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the third part of our podcast. We are going to be talking about uh, Moses and uh, some things that happened during his time. See, the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun, meaning this <laughs> is that there's nothing new to God. And sometimes history tends to repeat itself. So I want to go into Exodus chapter 13, verses 14 through 16. And I'm going to read this. And this just blows my mind. Again, Exodus chapter 16, verses 14 through 20. And here's what the word of the Lord says. I'm reading out of the NIV. It says, when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given to you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded everyone is to do, is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. Now, I want this to be just noted that an omer is three pounds. So that <laughs> three pounds of flakes that were frosted. So <laughs> what the Bible is saying is that there were three pounds of frosted flakes that you could take <laughs> from the ground during this time. So verse 17, the Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much and some gathered little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much, did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. I, I think this is so funny because... If you look at what three pounds of frosted flakes were, oh, when, we were when we were going over this, I had to laugh so hard. So look at <laughs> this. This is one and a half family-sized boxes 
of frosted flakes one day. So that is how much God spoke through Moses to say, hey, this is all you need, right? This is all you need. And some took some took little some took more so like for me i'm i am not ever going to eat one and a half family-sized boxes a whole day like for me it's like ah maybe i'm good with a box maybe i'm good with you know maybe half of a box i don't know but Mm -hmm. here's what it says is that they got they got panicky they didn't trust the lord they thought maybe i mean that this this is my thought process when i read it maybe they thought to themselves hey, maybe God is not going to provide this tomorrow. So I'm going to I'm gonna stock up a little extra, more than what I need. I, you know, th- like, <clears throat> this, like, dude, does this not sound exactly like what's happening with toilet paper? Yeah, it does. It, like, like what, what, what's, what's going to happen to someone who's 2,000, 3,000 pounds of toilet paper sitting in their garage? Uh, you know, it, it's, right? it's, it, they're going to get into it and it's going to be... Of mouse heaven. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and and I'm I'm just thinking of that that lady that with the you know the ten gallons of milk. I mean, milk expires in I want to say like two weeks. There's no way, no like, way you can drink ten gallons of milk in two weeks. Dude. No, no way. Like that is that's gonna be spoiled. It's gonna stink. It's gonna be chunky. Uh, just like this scripture, <laughs> it was filled with maggots and it was just it was rotten. It was bad. Like it, it's crazy to think, um, but it's so funny that like this happened in the in the Old Testament. Now it wasn't with toilet paper; it was with manna. Mm-hmm. You know, it was with these frosted flakes. But that just blows my mind. That's a lot of frosted flakes. Three pounds for one day. Heck yeah, it is, man. Y- you know, and like what's even crazy is they would they would gather it up on sat on uh, on Friday, so that Saturday was their Sabbath. So they would take a double portion. They would literally take <laughs> they they would take like six pounds. Three boxes of three boxes for two days. Like there's no way. There's no way. Man. Oh man. It's more than good. It's great. But man, this is just really, really getting you know, getting into my mind just these different stories in the Bible, but we talked uh, the other day about uh, Joseph. So what I want to do is we're going to conclude this third part here. And in our fourth part, we're going to talk uh, about what happened in, in Joseph's time. There's a, a difference, though, in, in what happened. So uh, tune in for part four. Hey, everyone, you made it thus far. We are at part four. We thank you for uh, keeping up with us and uh, what's going on. Um, we're talking through um, just kind of what what happened in the Bible with either hoarding or even we wanted we want to see. I mean, God showed us a lot of different cool cool things that that were going on in the Old Testament. And and John, you brought up something really interesting to me the other day about uh, Joseph. So if you want to share share about that, uh, it's found in, in the book of Genesis. So let's just uh, let's see exactly what happened. Yeah, of course. So uh, the, the other day, I uh, I was just in, uh, I was I was just spending some time in the presence of the Lord, and you know, I was I was really anxious about everything, uh, as naturally would as I, as I would expect, you know, for anyone. 
Um, you know, you can't even turn on a TV nowadays or anything without seeing some sort of headline about the, the pandemic. So I figured I'd go straight to the source of comfort. Uh, so I just, I started praying, you know, I went to my quiet place and I spent some time with the Lord and he reminded me of a, of, of a very similar, very similar circumstance that had happened, you know, um, and uh, he reminded me of this story uh, that we see in Genesis chapter 41, where the Pharaoh had the dream, right? Uh, and, right. And, and Joseph interpreted it. And, uh, and it was pretty much the gist of it was there was going to be, you know, a good time and then there's going to be a bad time and that, uh, you know, Joseph decided to prepare for it. Um, but God gave him very, very strict instructions to, you know, um, store up, uh, what was it? A fifth of, of, uh, of all the, of, of all of Egypt's goods, uh, their, mm. their harvest or whatnot over a seven year period. And that it describes it as, the, the the whole land of Egypt, right, was was felt this, and uh, pretty much, you know, in modern terms, they probably had a freak out like now, and uh, you <laughs> know, they were panic buying, you know, all yeah. all, all the goods, and uh, you know, they ran out. <clears throat> so then they went to the Pharaoh and they said, Pharaoh, give us bread, and turn, you know, turn them to the way of Joseph. And Joseph was ready for this man. He, uh, you know, he, he knew from the, from the dream that God had given uh, the Pharaoh of what he should do. And there was, there was so much, so much, uh, so much plentiful, uh, plentiful, abundant food stored up that not only Egypt was, was uh, sustained, but the whole world people mm -hmm. from all the lands around and and the way that i understand that to be is it literally means all the lands everywhere came yeah. to buy this food this bread this grain you know mm. from uh from from joseph and you know from egypt it it, it just it really gives me uh really gives me hope you know because it it, yeah. it, it shows me that god was in control back then right He's obviously right. still in now. There's no difference between what's happening now between, you know, in comparison to back then people acted the yeah. same way. They freaked out, but God had a plan. So we're not, we're not, we're not left in the middle of the ocean swimming without an inner tube in this thing. You know, uh, yeah. if you can show me a person that knows tomorrow, then, you know, that'll be a miracle. But hmm. it, the only, the only, the only, the only thing that I know is God is sovereign. He is good, and uh, <clears throat> you know He reminded me of this when I was when I was when I was drawing near to Him in prayer, man. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, it brought so much peace. And another thing that came to my mind was this: this, uh, this scripture in Psalms ninety-four, verse nineteen. You're probably familiar with it. It, it says, mm -hmm. "In the multitude of my anxieties within me, Your comforts mm. delight my soul." Amen. You know, another translation uh, describes that as uh, your consultations delight my soul, meaning you, God is always there. He's ready to, he's ready to, to meet you wherever you are, man. But, yeah. you know, he's ready to consult with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to spend that time with you and just give you peace, not only to, yeah. not only to your, to your human person, but to your soul, you know? Yeah. So we can take yeah, a that's... note in this and just really trust in him. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I want to, I want, I hate to, to cut this off because this is getting so good. 
but we conclude part four, but part five, we're, we're going to talk a little bit um, more about this to, to see, you know, what we can do, how Joseph was, you know, told, you know, to store these things and what we're supposed to be storing up from God. So this concludes part four. Uh, tune in for, for part five. Hey, everyone. We are here for part five, and we just discussed about Joseph, how God spoke to him and, and guided him and directed him uh, to store up during um, the for the times of tragedy that was about to hit um, and the, the times of famine to hit for him to store things up. And I was, I was just thinking about this, you know, is this a contradiction? You know, I've heard so many friends my age, you know, say, is this not a contradiction of, of God? Why would he say in one instance not to hoard, but in this one to hoard or to, to build up? And I was thinking to myself, the main difference between Moses and Joseph with this, was this, is the people dealing with Moses were hoarding for themselves but with Joseph, he was storing up, not just for himself, but for others as well. And there's something there that in selfishness, it's bad. But in selflessness, God wants us to, to, to store up something in our hearts. And John kind of touched on this a little bit, that in this moment of fear, of great fear, God blessed him and graced him with a moment of his peace, blessed mm -hmm. him with a moment in his presence. So, John, I just... I just want you to, to share about that, that moment of peace that you had with the Lord. Of course, man. You know, like I touched on a little bit ago uh, in the section of the podcast was uh, I brought up Psalms 94 verse 19, um, you know, which I'll just restate it again, which says in the multitude of my anxieties within me. Okay. And this, this, this describes in the multitude, you know, that, that word yeah. in itself, it, it's just, it, it's, it's an, it's an, abundance but not a good abundance it's like in a it's like overwhelming feeling like we feel now it says in the multitude of my anxieties within me your comforts delight my soul and another mm. and like i said another translation of that says your consultations we're meeting god and he's talking with us he's not yeah. some you know he, he's not some like um over overlord who talks down to us like he wow. he's the hand that that has formed us, but he's gentle with us. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, yeah. he meets us like he meets us where we are. He's, he's, he's yeah. gracious. He's loving, you know, and uh, I just the other day, like, you know, last week I was, I was fearful because mm -hmm. I was just feeling anxious. Like I, I probably is, you know, right now, just the feeling of uncertainty, the feeling of, you know, not having that sense of normalcy, like, you know, like we had say a month ago or, maybe even two and a half weeks ago where you're yeah. just driving and you're enjoying the beautiful, you know, the beautiful surroundings and spring, spring is soon, but who would have ever, who would have ever known that, you know, we would have been quarantined. So I, yeah. I brought, I brought this before the Lord and I was, I was, I was anxious, man. My soul was anxious, man. So, uh, you know, I, I just came before him and I just heard him clearly go. Mm. The Lord himself hushed me. Because yeah. I came to him with a loud, a loud spirit. My, my spirit, if it, if it could, if it was talking, if, it, if I heard my spirit talking, if I was like standing by and just watching my spirit talk to God, it, it was probably just, it wasn't shutting up. Yeah. And uh, 
God just hushed me. You know, this is a this is a moment where there's a pandemic going on and God hushed me. He said, yeah. be still. He reminded me of that. Be still. And then, you know, he 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 led me to this and immediately right after he hushed me. I felt I felt the 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 nudge to, to go to scripture and he led me to this Psalms ninety four and you know, he he was consulting with me. He was he was talking with me. He was he was giving me peace. You know, and I and I think that's something that, that we forget to do, especially in these times. So like, you know, of course, our natural instinct is survival, right? But who who right. is our life? Who sustains our life? What who is life? God, yeah, God is God. life. You know, yeah. we shouldn't want for anything because doesn't He provide for the birds? Mm, you know, right? You're so right. Yeah, man. That's a beautiful moment in the presence of God. I mean, I know for me, that is what that like, if it's, you know, they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But honestly, like, if this is my medicine, that's right. This right here, this right here is like everything. It's the the creme de la crop, you know, of, of, of everything like that. I love I love the presence of God because there's nothing like it there's nothing like it it does something for our hearts and yes, sir. with that being said um this concludes part five i i feel like these they're just little <laughs> moments here and there but we're concluding part five and part six we're going to talk a little bit more about what god is wanting to store up in our hearts so thank you for tuning into this um keep keep listening Hey, everyone, we are on part six of our podcast. We just want to thank you for uh, sticking around this far. Um, what God is wanting to do I, I, a little bit is that God is wanting to store things up in our hearts because mm-hmm. in moments that we have great joy and great peace and great triumph and things are going great, there there seems to be moments in our lives where, you know what? It almost seems like God is secondary, you know, and it almost mm-hmm. seems like God is on the back burner in our lives. But it seems like when it's trouble, it's famine, it's, you know, it's hardships, it's places of uncomfortability. It seems like in those moments, we need to tap in to what God has shown us in the good times. You know, he's the God That's of the right. mountain and the God of the valley. You know, yeah. in the mountaintops, we're praising him in the mountaintops, we're rejoicing and things are going great. And it seems like nothing could stop us. But then it's in the valleys where, you know what, even David said in the valley of the shadow of death, you know what, I'm not going to fear no evil. You know, mm-hmm. you know, your rod, your staff, they comfort me, they guide me. He, he comforts us. He guides us. So what is God trying to store up? He's trying to store up in the good moments our faith. Because it's in the good times, in the good moments, we're understanding his character and we're understanding his ways and we're understanding his heart. And it's in those moments that we store up where we say, God, you're such a good father. God, you are good. You are good to me. The Bible says that his promises are yes and amen for those who are in Christ Jesus. So in the good times, I'm storing these things up so that when there's moments of hardship and there's moments of famine and there's moments... Um, where the, the cares of this world are getting really strong and weighty. Yeah. It's in those moments that we can tap into what God has done in the good so that in the moments of bad, we have a peace, understanding that these things will pass. Yeah. These things are not forever. 
these things are just temporary. And so my, my thing is this, is this, is God is storing up these things, not just for yourselves, because it's good. It's so good for me to have these moments to bless myself so that I don't go crazy during this pandemic. <clears throat> but what God wants is for the things that he stored up in the good places to come out and bless others, to bless my friends, to bless my families, to, to, to bless um, the, the people who I interact with on a daily basis. Like me interacting with, with, with you, man, literally has literally, it, it made my faith come to life. Of course. The conversations that we've had made my faith come to life. When we just talk scripture, when we just talk about God, when we just talk about testimonies, mm-hmm. when we talk about healing, deliverance, and what he's done for us and what he wants to do and all these things. That's what it's about. And in those moments when I feel hungry, when I feel empty from fear and lack, when, when, I, when I am in the presence or when I'm around people who feed me with faith, I end up being more than full, mm-hmm. more than full. See, God wants us to know that in him, we don't have to go hungry. In him, like the Bible literally says, if, if you're, <laughs> they who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Amen. Amen. We will be filled. And so that's literally, <clears throat> I mean, what, like, John, what are your thoughts? on on just conversations and just that fellowship it's you know we we are the church you know going to a building i'll use this as an example most churches across empty you you know you you, this sunday and majority of them are going to be empty because everyone is has either been issued a stay in place or 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 ordered by the government uh building even if you could sneak out of you go and you sit and you see that you sit in every single sunday man you yeah. feel alone you'll feel empty you'll still feel this you you will still feel the same fear you felt but when you fellowship yeah. when you fellowship man you've told this to me all the times do not forsake of the saints you mm. know when you yeah when you fellowship it's so important. fellow brethren with your fellow you know brothers and sisters in christ uh it, essentially god is He's, he speaks to them. He really does. And, uh, you know, he yeah. sustains us. Amen. He sustains <laughs> us truly by fellowshipping with each other, by us talking to each other, by us building each other up in the faith, by us praying for each other. And so this concludes part six. But the next part, I want us to pray yes. um, and, and just close this podcast up. So stay tuned. Uh, keep listening. Part seven is coming to you. Hey everyone, we made it to uh, episode seven, part seven of this podcast. If you have not listened uh, to the other episodes, the other parts, uh, just go back and take a listen again. We just want to thank you for just coming. This is Young Christian Podcast, where uh, we look at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Um, again, I just want to thank you for, for watching. And John, thank you for, for coming on. Um, of course. I want you to, to share this scripture and then just uh, just pray, just pray over the people and then I'll, I'll close out in prayer as well. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, you know, in the last in the previous part of the podcast, uh, God laid really heavy in my heart to go back uh, and to look at chapter 41 in Genesis, specifically mm-hmm. verse 32. Uh, 
verse 32, and the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice, established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Mm. I don't know about you, man, but that brings so much comfort, especially in this time of uncertainty. Yeah. You know, um, mm. essentially, just like you had stated, you know, uh, previously in the podcast, you know, nothing new happens with the sun. And, yeah. you know, that, that means God knows all, man, you know, even the days of surprised. Yeah. Even the days mm-hmm. of peace and normalcy, you know, when we were walking down dirt roads with our fishing poles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we were just enjoying and soaking up the sun, man, he knew that this was coming, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he's, 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 he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. So he's, he's, he was here. He was just waiting Amen. for us to get here. And he, he has the same peace to offer us today. You know? Amen. So uh, let me just go into prayer. Yeah. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day, God. Even in the midst of fear, Lord, even in the midst of a pandemic, Lord, we know that you are present with us, Jesus. Lord, you are a good God. You are a God of peace, a God of miracles, Lord, a Lord of healing. You are the divine physician, Lord. I can give testament to that. Jesus, I ask you, Father, to place your hand of peace and love and assurance, Lord, and comfort upon every heart that hears this, Lord, and every heart that doesn't hear it, Lord. Just everyone, let your peace, let your Holy Spirit wash over this earth, Lord. I declare in Jesus' name, Father, in Jesus' name, the same name that formed creation as we know it, the same name, the one and only name, Lord. I declare in your name, Jesus, that yeah. healing washes over this earth, Father God. I rebuke in Jesus' name this coronavirus. It cannot yeah. stay upon your people, God, because you are sovereign, Lord. Amen. This virus has to bow down before you, Jesus. So let yes. it be gone, Lord. Let healing wash over, Lord. To every listener listening to this podcast, Father God, let them feel peace right now. Let them feel yes, assurance, Jesus. Lord. And Lord, if there's one thing that I've learned from all this is to embrace the normal. Yes. is to embrace the boring and the mundane, <laughs> God, because those times are such a great blessing, Father. Lord, please don't let us don't let us become uh, complacent after this. When yeah. I, when all when all turns to normal, Lord, Lord, let this just be a reminder to us, Father God, that each day is one heck of a blessing. Yes, Lord. So prayer over to my brother nathaniel lord Amen. but lord father, i i just yeah. ask i just ask real quick father just to just a washing of healing mm. yes jesus we just thank you lord um just for your word it's a lamp unto our feet a light into our path lord it's it's our rock it's our foundation lord it's it's the thing that we build our house on mm. god it's not sinking it's it's not shifting it's thank stable, you jesus secure. I just think of that song, I'm going to see a victory, and, and we're going to see one. We're going to see all these things uh, pass over. We just speak healing, blessings, and peace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. So we just want to thank you again. Thank you, John, for coming of course. on. Anytime, and, uh, man. Again, this was, um, this was our, our first, very first podcast, Christ. Yeah. And the coronavirus, <laughs> I hope you have, have listened to all of the parts. If yeah. not, go back and, and listen to all of them. Be God blessed. bless. Thank God you. bless all y'all. <laughs> yep. Signing off. Goodbye and so long. 10-4. <laughs>